0: The Academy Award for Best
1: Picture.
0: La La Land.
1: Want to get away? <laughs> now you can. We are now free to move about the country.
2: <laughs> oh, stop it. Stop it. That was uh, good. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> that was so good. What gave you that idea, Ben? Oh, nothing. <laughs> All right. Welcome to <laughs> the very special Spark of Madness 2018 Best Picture Nominees Podcast. I can't I'm wait. Uh, pretty excited about this. Um, I can't wait. I'm Matt. That's Ben. That's Aaron at the controls. And we phones. are joined uh, by our favorite movie fan on the West Coast colin or
1: whoa hey it's quite a introduction thank you with the yeah, camera he's just on waking up you're
2: only our favorite on the west coast you're like number six or seven in the country oh, nice but, nice yeah, i knew, so, it. So, I knew yeah. it dang <laughs> we thought we'd bring you back so colin was on our bright uh podcast uh the movie <laughs> the will smith movie released to netflix so it only felt right to let him come back to talk about good movies and so mm-hmm. here's like Nine movie good movies, all at once to talk about.
3: Okay, hmm.
2: well, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> Just <laughs> silent. Um, uh, so before we get into talking about each movie, um, uh, so we're gonna talk, we're gonna talk for nine minutes exactly nine minutes for all nine movies, and then at the very end, we're gonna give our our picks for our favorite, uh, how we might have ranked the nine best pictures. But where I thought we would start is um, what are our overall kind of observations for the nine movies this year? Um, I've got a couple ideas, but what kind of stands out for you guys? I can go first here. Um, Since I'm the most egotistical of
3: all of you, (laughs) um, I think this is a pretty subpar... For me, Oscar um, Best Picture um, uh, category. For, for me, once I agree, um, and I hate to say that, but I, I actually this is the first time I saw all the movies, um, and um, but I think there's some good movies, but there w- wasn't anything that blew me away. In fact, the only movie that blew me away this year, and I've told you guys a, a ton of times, and I'll get it out now, is. I think the best picture of the year for me that's not even nominated was Blade Runner 2049. I think that was the best picture of the year. And it was it was a complete movie to me. To it me. had the whole package. It had a full package and it was thought provoking, it was good acting, it was it was it was everything. It was it was beautiful and it was done by the same guy who did um Arrival which was I think should have been a, a best picture. Worthy, it was. It, but but I think, I th- I think they should have won. Oh, okay. To me, was that la- la- last year, right? Mm-hmm. I just think science fiction, uh, for the most part, other than the Shape of Water, um, has a um, hard time winning and being nominated for these.
4: That's because it's so deep and scientific.
3: Well, it's, it's the same thing, you know, that you know puppeteers don't get. Um Nominated for actors, Mm -hmm. you know, but they're doing such amazing performance and act. And actually, puppeteering is one of the first forms of acting.
2: So your big your big disappointment is that Blade Runner got snubbed. Absolutely, I think I 100% agree. Actually, that's uh, I think you should have won. If we're talking about snubs, um, well, Colin, what if specifically when it comes to like what movies aren't on this best pictures list? Uh, what kind of sticks out for you are there any that you wish were on the list or ones that were
1: close for you well one uh that was uh given to me by red letter media was a ghost story i would have Mm -hmm. not seen that film unless mike talked about it and when a, a ghost story was such a artsy phenomenal movie that i watched and i agree with you about blade runner I also would kind of throw in it. Yes, uh, I, I. That was just very nostalgic. It, it just brought me back to the era of time, mm-hmm. and so, yeah. Um, I, I, I would like to see that on this list, but I'm very understanding of why it's not on there. Yeah. Also, mm-hmm. because it didn't have a political message.
2: Yeah, I go. think <laughs> yeah I think that's a good distinction because there's and that's we may point. go through especially uh for our podcast or our video it's not going to be a podcast that comes out later in the week where we pick our our uh, our winners for every Oscar category there's kind of the distinction between not only do we th- what we think will win versus what should win but also our what favorite. is our favorite like favorite. our personal fate like and what the distinction is between something that is personal we can acknowledge is personally more significant like like it maybe that has that nostalgia feeling mm. um, versus That's some of the hits. others um well
1: <laughs> there's also one more thing uh that i uh wish that could be in a category is for somebody that could get an oscar for being a actor that could pick Movies to be in the Best Picture, which I would give to Michael uh, uh, Stuhlbarg. Yeah, was in three of the films that are on the Best Picture. I was gonna save Uh, this, but yeah, go yeah, keep going. (laughs) Oh no, I'm just saying. Like I, I just I was blown away when I saw him in all three of the films. I was just like, me too. You, you chameleon, man. You, you like Will Smith.
2: So Michael Stuhlbarg (laughs) was in Shape of Water, Call Me by Your Name. And the Post. And last year, he was in Arrival and Doctor Strange. Oh. So, and and that's also not mentioning a bunch of other things he was, he was in. Dr. He was in Strange. Fargo, I guess, too. I don't remember. Yeah, but so I also want to call out uh, there's a bunch of actors that. Kind of, so Stuhlbarg is the only one. I think he's like one of only six people ever to appear in three Best Picture nominees in the same year. Caleb Landry Jones who was the brother in get out he was also the billboard guy in three billboards
3: oh he yeah. all, he
2: was the closest to getting three movies this year but the florida project didn't get nominated mm. and that was on the bubble so speaking of snubs that would mm. be one that i saw it was pretty good
3: i, I agree it was not was on him. but i didn't realize yeah. that was him in get out yeah i, I he's, have a question for actor man
1: yeah I have a question for you Uh, for the Florida project. Are Mm -hmm. you still happy that it is being showcased in some way with Willem Dafoe being nominated?
2: And again, I'm happy. Again, I'm happy again. it's getting acknowledged. I don't know if I would have nominated Willem Dafoe. Why though, wouldn't but you nominate? You, that? Throw, you give him a bone. <laughs> yeah.
4: out am am I? Get out! Am I? <laughs> Back the
2: formula. <laughs> so I'm, I want to. I want to run through on the list though, because there's actually a bunch of people in multiple movies this year. So Timothy Chalamet. Who's the star of "Call Me by Your Name"? Who's nominated for Best Actor? He was also in "Lady Bird" yes, as, yes. The, as the as the other boyfriend. Bradley Whitford the was douche. in "Get Out" and "The Post." Uh Lucas Hedges uh, hey, was in. Wait, wait, but Bradley Whit- Whitford is
3: always also in your uh, favorite movie. He
2: which one? Billy Madison. Billy Madison. Okay, <laughs> he's, he's in a, a lot of my he's favorite the bad things. Bad guy in Billy Madison. <laughs> Lucas Hedges uh was in "Lady Bird." He was the. uh gay boyfriend the boyfriend who turned out to be gay mm-hmm. and then he's also in three billboards as the son a lot oh of these oh god are cross- i didn't realize yeah. that wow tracy lets uh he's the dad in ladybird he's also in the post he's the he's meryl streep's brother oh yeah yeah yeah. and then I didn't uh, that there's a couple other people who were like Almost like extras, but and, uh, those are there's actually quite a few people this year who doubled up in significant roles. Oh, yeah, even
1: yeah. even uh, even, uh, uh what, what's her name? Uh, Sasha Rune or Sasha Rone, um, that was Ladybird. She was in Loving Vincent too, uh, which is really awesome. Oh, she was, yeah, yeah. Oh, was, I didn't know that. Awesome. Okay, well,
3: I didn't realize that Winston Churchill was also in Call Me By Your Name. <laughs> <laughs> what, Winston Churchill. He was like he was in the background walking in Italy at the time. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. he was so maze. but he's uh, <laughs> a little
2: bit. Uh, any it other? Itself. I've got a cut. So uh, I thought it was interesting. So in 2017, the best pictures were. So last year, the best pictures were La La Land, Moonlight, which uh, won Best Picture, Arrival, Manchester by the Sea, Hacksaw Ridge, Hell or High Water, Hidden Figures, Fences, and Lion. And I was surprised that both this year and last year, there's a movie about homosexual awakening. There's one token sci-fi movie, which you just brought up. Yes, There's a kind of brutal death movie. That's kind of, uh, colored with humor all the way throughout, which I thought, Oh yeah. Lady Bird was very, there's a war. There's specifically a war film. There's a biopic, but there's also a biopic that's, uh, Focuses in on a a feminine character, a a feminist character, with hidden figures, and then I would argue the post is kind of that way. There's a film about race that's also via a unique format that's not very conventional, and then there's uh, ones about like parents and identity through your parents, so Lady Bird and Lion, which I thought was interesting. That there's sort of like a lot of similarities each movie. Yeah. Um, What about Phantom Thread? Phantom Thread is the one. So I had an overall kind of observation (laughs) for all of them. And I also had trouble with Phantom Thread for that. Yeah. So I felt like this year across all the best picture nominees was the year of like feeling trapped, Mm. like the idea that which you could argue is a a common element for any sort of conflict. But specifically when it like how they so many of these movies visualize being in like tight Spaces or like helpless situations where they can't do anything. Way um, to
1: go, Matt! That's awesome. I totally agree with you. Well, yeah. maybe
2: that's why uh, Blade Runner didn't win. But you know, yeah, that, maybe that, because it didn't fit the
3: formula. No, it didn't fit that. The, I'm but actually, coming but up with now. If you think about it, though, it does have that same formula when Ryan Gosling's character feels like insignificant. Yeah, yeah. well, you know, and in I,
2: this huge world, but he's, he lives in his apartment. So I thought with Phantom Thread, <laughs> uh, what's her uh, alma? The um, Check it back. The ass. model, she's kind of trapped in this crappy relationship, but she also is like underappreciated. She's like an underappreciated mannequin, basically, mm-hmm. where she's like she takes stuck. Control. Right. And so the difference between each one is kind of whether they, how they, they either stay trapped or how they c- combat that feeling. Do they and get break out, their, out? Do they get out? Yeah, exactly. Whoa. <laughs> um, Whoa. That, the that la- does
1: kind of blow my mind. I, I was not thinking that way. That's yeah. a really good observation. Matt
2: well, in it, and maybe I'm just projecting based on t- the current Matt, day. Matt but,
1: does project a lot.
2: Yeah, you know, he, he puts his problems know. onto mine. You know, onto me, and I was like, "Come on, Matt! I you're projecting."
3: projecting. <laughs> as, <laughs> as he's changing the reels. <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right. Speaking of reels, let's start. We're gonna go through all nine movies. Oh, um, oh boy. We're gonna do it. We've got a timer, even. We're, so we're going to stick to it, and I'm going to cut us off and move on to the next one so we can keep this podcast hopefully not All super right, long. All right, you got it. And our first one is Call Me By Your Name. And go. Go. Nine minutes. All right. Um, who wants to start? Not me. Uh, I can start. Colin, go ahead. What was your uh, uh, thoughts on Call Me By Your Name?
1: I, 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 It made me want to go to Italy. It had beautiful shots of Italy. Uh, one of the biggest things I wanted to bring up uh, while watching the film the advertisements and trailers made it seem like it was a gay movie. But while I was hoping for gay stuff, (laughs) while while I was watching, uh, I I was like, there's something that isn't like making it a gay movie. And Mm -hmm. what was amazing was the father had his monologue at the very end. (laughs) And that's what, that's what made the movie for me just because it, it, uh, it told me exactly what I was thinking, which was: this isn't a movie about uh, two gay lovers. It's about finding that great love, mm-hmm. and and even the father. Like you could, you can assume a lot of things.
2: Michael Stuhlbarg, he, by the way, yeah, yeah just to which, co- oh. co- clarify, I mean, he, he looks no, better got, with the beer. Star of all the movies. I, he I, looks i, I guess I'm ahead, just a fanboy. I'm yeah, a fanboy of. Him sorry, right go, now, ahead, but, go ahead. Uh,
1: go <laughs> ahead. But no, the, like uh, what, I, what I was saying is just like he he was like i didn't take the chance and a lot of people would assume oh he found some other guy that he loved but it could be a woman too because mm-hmm. he never makes it like that and it was more of just hey you you found this great love um so it was a okay film but um his monologue really made it for me but that's what i want to say
3: all right so i i agree with the um... Everything um, Colin said, I, th- I think it was a, a story about love. Uh, Italy is beautiful. And that was northern Italy because I I was like, oh, it's snowing? Oh, it must be northern Italy, which they said at the beginning.
2: but <laughs> <laughs> Which they said out loud, but I yeah, won't. <laughs> that's true.
3: But I, was, I was transfixed. I'm it. the Italian. I think it was shot very well. I thought it, like Aaron would appreciate it because it was shot uh, very much like a – realistic lighting and not, like, over-the-top dramatic lighting. Although, I I,
4: I have a soft spot for dramatic lighting, too.
3: Me, too. But but it it did create a mood. Uh, My only complaint about it um, is that it was a little too long. I was bored uh, uh, a lot of different places. But also this. Well, he talks about – he sums it up at the end about true love. I felt there was more chemistry and more love in his um, fling with the girl than – the gorgeous, gorgeous man of Army Hammer, in this movie. But um, no, he's a he's a handsome man.
2: He's, he's literally sure. the Greek statue that they they David. keep showing all the way else, through. Anybody else
4: like when they saw? Uh, remember the the the. Uh, sorry, um, what's that movie? The, the, the Lone Ranger? Lone Ranger. Did anybody else see the Lone Ranger and think, boy, this guy's going places. What happened <laughs> <Yeah>. to <it?"> him? <laughs> yeah. He, he,
3: he had the Cliff Secord uh, <laughs> uh, 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 way of cinema, the uh, The guy from he went Rocketeer. To the, yeah, yeah. yeah he thought, we thought he was going to go. So. He went to Dracula and then that was it. That was it. But but, but my, my, my point is, before you rudely interrupted me, um, was that I, I think- it was too awkward for me. And maybe that's how it is. It's like he's a teenager and, and awkward, but their relationship was too awkward to well, me. Maybe and it was it, between
1: it, it, like passionate love and innocent love, like innocent yeah, love with the girl but, and passionate love But there love wasn't with any man.
3: chemistry or true love to me. And I think that my biggest complaint about that was I just didn't, it, was, it felt weird to me and I was very uncomfortable. And it could have, it, to me, it wasn't because they were gay. It was because... It just didn't feel natural to me. It was very cringy their interactions with each other. I would agree that, but maybe I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I don't know that that kind of love. Yeah.
2: So I would agree for sure. My biggest con with the movie was that it's it's definitely a little bit meandering, and the it's kind of set in this summer summer fling kind of setting anyway. So it just kind of like has that lazy lazy summer day kind of feel to the whole movie, which isn't great for a story, but it's good for this. I think seven. it's great sometimes. Um, and I would agree with you that a lot of it is kind of awkward, but I think that plays into uh part of the, it's kind of coming of age, kind of sexual awakening movie where mm. there's a awkwardness is maybe part mm. of it. So it kind of plays into that, but I agree that the, um, I feel like there's a lot here in terms of, again, the Greek statues that are like, literally they're pulling up these yeah. uh, mythic perfect men statues that, are like broken and crumbled out of the water as like the, it's the dad's job to do that and to study them. And like, as, as how that relates back to the story of, and I think you said it perfectly, Colin, that the monologue to me, the monologue is the, in the this part. and call me by your name, not only is the best part of this movie, it's the best part of any movie yeah. of the, on this list. In my opinion, he should, I, he should, he should be nominated just for that monologue. Yeah, I would agree, yeah. but he's not. Yeah. Um, the thing I'll add though about the monologue, not only is it delivered so well, but I feel like it recontextualizes the entire movie at the like both at the very end of the movie and then they keep adding on to it and like kind of uh mind blow everything that you just saw a little bit in terms of okay, this is a movie about this guy finding that he's he's gay and he experiments with it and he meets this guy and he like sees it through. But then you have that story and I didn't, I, I, maybe I'm uh, reading into it a little bit, but I interpreted the monologue as him, his dad admitting that he is also gay and that, you know, if you don't to make yourself feel nothing is to not feel anything. And Mm -hmm. like, he's just lived with this. But then even if not, even if not right after that, we also find out that army hammer is getting married to a woman in the United States. And it kind of adds all of this like generational differences between uh people older than Tim uh Timothy Sh- uh, Chalamet's character who don't feel comfortable to be who they really are ever. Like mm-hmm. e- even though Army Hammer comes to Italy and can do this and has projected this confidence about who he was the entire movie. We find out at the very end that, like, no, these adults are just as broken as everybody else and just as scared. And mm-hmm. it's suck. like everybody's <laughs> so miserable. And then the movie ends on the just tears. Mm-hmm. But still, like from the monologue on, it feels so hopeful to me that his dad has and his parents showed such uh, compassion mm-hmm. about what he's going through and understanding that it, it was so. It,
3: it, yeah. did, but it did. But man, I couldn't care less about a spoiled little rich kid who's nice That's the other thing. In, yeah, the in privilege Italy of it all. Yeah. Well, got, when you
2: guys were saying life.
1: it was slow, he's got to what what life. was funny. Yeah, what was funny to me was there was one part where he's like, "We wasted so much time." And I was like, "Yeah, you're wasting my time. Let's move it along. <laughs> Come on."
4: Yeah. Edit
0: <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, you're. We're wasting so much time during
2: the summer where I don't need a job and don't need to to go to school, and I'm just like it's definitely hanging out. out Best editing, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. (laughs) Any, uh, any other thought? I would say the the call me by your name is kind of a vague title and they work it into the movie mm. how did you guys feel like that i didn't like that did, it had
3: nothing to do with the, the movie to me so they I, don't say the
4: title of the movie in the movie they do no they, they do. do very oh, they do. good they do. I, I, I
2: think
3: yeah. it was shoehorn in there i i think it was i think it was i i it was beautifully shot um you know it's some really good filmmaking but i just you know it just maybe it wasn't for me you yeah. know what
2: did you think of uh timothy chalamet the main character i think I th- he's up for best i think he's actor. boring
1: yeah I what, agree do, you with think, Col- what do, do you think what do you think he's a little Colin? too monotone and um i mean in all his roles he's just uh kind of an emo kid walking around with a book and being <laughs> stubborn and like i mean that's what he did in both films and he's got like, that oh yeah. he's amazing and i'm like all right yeah. <laughs> i'm actually <laughs> like,
2: kind of we can talk a little bit more in our next when we pick. We picked best actor, but yeah. I, I'm actually kind of in agreement with you guys. I'll go on a that I felt like he was. I felt like the strength of the movie wasn't necessarily on performances I, I as much as is is writing. He's a younger,
1: and, he, younger actor, and they kind of want to buff him up. So I agree, yeah. bigger roles. I, later I mean, on in I, I, life I think he played down. an
3: awkward. I think he he played the notes right, but he, this, the character is boring. He's kind of a boring actor. It's like it, it, like. That's I mean that's what it called for is boring.
1: I mean this I was Arm I mean, Hammer was for boring him, too. Uh, but all right, like yeah. I don't, yeah. yeah. Okay. Time Time's up. up.
2: I'm sorry. We we have a bell on our end. Right. Uh, okay. So call me by your name. Next up, <laughs> Darkest. I think, I, I think nine minutes is a good good. Yeah, it's a good cutoff. All right, Darkest yeah. Hour. Go. Go, Colin.
1: Um, I thought Gary Oldman was amazing. Uh, he always brings it to the table. Has there I, ever been a movie where he wasn't? No. Uh, I, I really lost can't his think of it. <laughs> uh, I love that movie. He, he was good in that. Yeah, he was really uh, good in that. You know, we'll get into that when we do our picks, but I, he was amazing. Uh, I, Some of my favorite scenes were when they were in the ship, uh, or kind of Boston. higher up. You're kind of like the bird's eye Shelf, view of bombing and coming from the map basically yeah we i remember kind of like uh yep and those shots cool. were I, I thought that really gave it that little little something to the movie yeah. and also uh the speech writing scenes uh just like the the way that they made these epic speeches that actually do exist came to him either easy or he, like the way they shot it, it kind of seemed like it came easy to him. But then when it came up to, like, giving the speeches, he was very, like, uh, editing himself and, like, really meticulous. I and like that. Read that back to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, and, then, impressions. and then when he yelled at the guy uh right before he went on air to the whole, you know, mm-hmm. to everybody. And it was just like that was that was pretty powerful. And I, I like that. I, I like all those parts.
3: I agree with you uh Gary oldman's amazing uh I think he's gonna win for best makeup which we'll talk later but the ma- like the makeup was amazing I do you
4: realize that oldman's not allowed to win anything right
3: why not oh he never no. wins anything plus I'm saying that way, that's the way he's gonna win he's <laughs> wait gonna a minute
2: win. G oldman goldman. Oscar Jewish conspiracy, gold <laughs> and a man. <laughs> Sorry, Go ahead. Sorry. His, his name man. is Oscar. And his his, his name was Star- Oscar. Oscar. <laughs> uh,
3: no, my favorite, my favorite scene was when he was talking to the the, the people in the subway. I think that oh, was a really beautiful. powerful scene. Uh, I thought it was a re- a good movie, but um, it was very uh, sensationalized. V- like this is the opposite of of calling by your name, Aaron, where it was really like beautiful everything was beautiful shadow and lighting everything was just like ah, it was dramatic idealized. and beautiful it was but that, but that was the, the, that was the purpose it was it was c- c- kind of being like a sensationalizing him a little bit who knows the real details of him they really depict him to be really really out yeah he had his quirks and things but he was really loyal to his wife and really yeah we, we don't I, I don't know the history of so i'll, of, I'll just add just Churchill. on
2: this point is that they they have obviously glossed over quite a bit and buffed out some of the more frustrating details about Churchill and like some of the things he did. And like, particularly when it comes to like colonialism and races, like there's a lot of things about Churchill that are bad. he
3: talked to a black man at one point, you know? Well, yeah,
2: but like, well, no, I'm. I'm just saying they they didn't include some of the bad details about Churchill in this movie, which is okay. That's uh, for movies like this. I think it's okay to not be a hundred percent accurate and to just sort of Brave vaguely him. acknowledge some of his, ish, or the what his pati- or her main issues. What particular that was like the most egregious to you? What do you mean? Well, like the, like well, just so- like some of the things he's done by, by like, uh, in real life, uh, um, some of the ways he's treated. India, basically, in real... Like, they didn't mention any of that in here. India? Like, the country India? Yeah, like, during this time. And so, I think that's okay to not do that and just sort of acknowledge at a distance that he's not perfect. Mm -hmm. But the thing about it is... And so many biopics do this. The thing about it, though, is that's in... uh, In sacrifice to a, a bigger motive to, like, deliver some message that this person did something great. And my problem with this movie as a whole was that the great thing that... He did kind of came across as like, well, yeah, obviously like the whole movie was basically around the theme of like how hard it was to actually convince people that. No, we should never compromise never, with never Hitler, surrender. right? We should never compromise with Hitler. And basically, Especially the the during the darkest hour, the cru- Unless you're the, the Swiss. crux of the that decision <laughs> came during the the subway scene where he talks to people. And this is after two hours of movie where it's like this back and forth about what should we do. And then the people are just like, no, don't. Negotiate and like as an audience, it's like yeah, obviously don't negotiate. And so it, it well, just came across I, I, to me I, I, that I think like
3: th- I didn't that didn't come across me that way. I think it, okay. it came across to me like the the dire straight he was dealing with a lot of things, like a lot of lives are at stake. Can he save lives if he negotiated? I mean, to me, that's what it came across to. But I don't know the history about it, the details about it. I don't know if even,
1: uh, did that even happen? If it even, we, we, Yeah, who knows? Did he go to yeah. the subway and even, did that happened? Did it didn't look like that. You know, mm-hmm. the other, I mean, the, the other. Uh, s- yeah, the sorry. way that you were talking about uh, mm-hmm. um, how they kind of left out some of the things with Churchill, like in the crown, they make him more disgusting, like a mm-hmm. little bit more grosser. And so they kind of glossed yeah. that over a little bit. They were like, oh, he has all these little um, things that you got to look out for. Mm-hmm. But well, you then know, he was you know, actually more disgusting than that.
3: Well, you know what would be interesting is how,
1: maybe, uh, what know. is the real truth?
3: Because everybody, like, there's so many perspectives about historical people that you may, maybe you just ran into them on a bad day
2: or a good day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and then it, we, it, we, we didn't really we learn know. this
1: in our history classes because we're Americans, too. So, yeah, yeah. you know, that's so yeah, we
2: ain't Brits. The thing I would add, the other thing I would add that is kind of my issue with the post, too, is that one of the other side stories was. Uh, and I'd say it really quickly was that he Dunkirk gets brought up yeah. and it's sort of like what are we gonna do about this dire situation what are we gonna do and actually to me watching this movie I felt myself wanting to know more about Dunkirk and then I remember that they made a movie about that and that was the more interesting story <laughs> it was called so <laughs> yeah so like I was more interested in a thing that was happening in the movie than the politicians debating in a big room about what to do which isn't the fault of the movie they're telling what happened but just to say, like this wasn't as interesting to me, no. not to say there weren't good stuff about the movie. Um, it's just like, yeah, 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 the like I thought the cinematography and lighting was really good. Like literally, dar- I know you said it's sensationalized. I actually thought that was the best part of them well, the no, movie.
3: Well, uh, no, no, I, I like that. I li- no. I, thought, I think it's good. They were trying I to idealize I'm that just, time and person. I'm just describing person. what. Yeah. and
2: I think it was, that was a choice. That I was thought a choice. I thought the wife character was really good. I wasn't a big yeah. fan of the typist from Baby Driver. Oh, I was a big fan of her. <laughs> okay, mm. but that's for another reasons. Uh, um, well,
1: they, they kind of hyped her up at the beginning, but they they kind of like no. forgot about her later on. But,
3: it, so but it, yeah, but did. it did, and it made sense that they're, they're women were more quiet back then. You know, especially. British women, everybody's polite.
2: Yeah. It, like, I don't know. Her character, the, the art, not arc of her character, but the, the substance of her character, I felt Do really remember. came in the, like, that her brother was at, yeah, was at Dunkirk or it was so, somewhere where Is they, he died. Bro? But, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and that was really all she had going for. Her. But that one scene with her was really it good, was where he quietly kind of cries in the room, and like while they're writing the speech, yeah. and yeah. she's doing like I he thought was
1: that was He was hard really to understand too, a little bit. He was going a little Bane on me a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, but that's kind of like what I liked about Gary Oldman just doing that. It was uh, I don't know. It was Spe- it was good for me. Did you Did you point out the Dark Dark night Rises connection
3: in it? Go yeah, on. You, Gary Oldman. You know, obviously Commissioner Gordon. Right. And the one guy who played the uh, the, the King was the guy that Bain crushes his face. You know, like what makes you think you had a job? <laughs> 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 yeah. He's the King. He's also in um, you Rogue One you and uh, the new uh, yeah, the, Ready Player One movie. I
2: thought he was. I thought his character was actually really, really good. Really good. The yeah. King. The and the relationship between King and Churchill that that and, actually had like a. And as as A Garrett's- buddy friendship kind of arc to it, Garrett- of like, we hate each other. Duh, 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 and then. Nope, we're. Pals now, even though we don't like each other. That he well. likes tea and yeah. I like crumpets. Yeah. <laughs> but we get long. <laughs>
4: <laughs> we get long just fine. Oh, there's some lovely tea over here, sir. What about Has anybody here actually been to Britain? Are we are
2: we way off?
3: No,
1: uh, I've never, no, been. never been.
2: I've never been happy. <laughs> any, any last any last thoughts in our last twenty seconds?
1: Uh, Well, you mentioned Dunkirk. I I watched Dunkirk right before Darkest Hour. I watched them back to back. And so I felt very patriotic afterwards. Good. That's my final.
2: (laughs) Well, speaking of which, our next movie is Dunkirk. So Matt, Matt, I think you should take Dunkirk first.
3: Okay. I think, Matt, because well, this is Matt. Matt. Matt was all. Oh God, this is so great.
4: I so, liked
2: it too. I know, but Matt was all about it when we left the theaters. Uh, yeah. Well, so we kind If you want to know it. our expanded, are you going to start the timer so I know? Well, okay. Dunkirk. I, th- I thought I'd do it, but there you go. Yeah. <laughs> um. So Dunkirk, if you r- want to hear us talk. Aaron, Ben and dead. I talked for over an hour about Dunkirk. We this movie. is the one movie we actually did a podcast on from the so summer. So su- sum it up real quick for you and then we we can let we can let yeah. uh, Colin take majority of it. Sure. So Dunkirk my I actually think this movie of all the movies and again, my overall observation for all the nominee best picture nominees this year was feeling of trapped and feeling helpless, which I think is reflective of or interesting reflect whether intentional or not of America right now um which you, you can agree with or not but i feel like there's you can project the idea that uh at least 3 or 4 of the movies this year are um topical in some way uh you could argue that uh darkest hour churchill has some like you know the fact that he's lying to the public and how he's a leader you could that's a little bit shakier as this authoritarian not authoritarian figure but like uh, figurehead for entire government then uh the post obviously has connotations. get out has connotations as well. Uh, I actually felt like Dunkirk is the one movie that was most like most a twenty seven a movie about twenty seventeen and I say that because it reveals this idea of an unwinnable situation and how civilians come to the need of others in this like active like this very literal way of showing activism at in place and it literally saved the day. And I thought that was a really, uh, powerful, um, narrative element that happened to be true. Um, and then the other side of it, um, this was the movie I can think of that, uh, you know we usually have an issue we talk a lot about marvel movies sucking because they use spectacle and effects for no reason and they're mm-hmm. just kind of thrown in or well the reason is to keep you engaged right. there's nothing there but it's it's very superficial i feel like this movie of 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 any movie i've seen in a very long time used spectacle with a deliberate purpose mm-hmm. it to, was a good spectacle to convey war and other character elements in a very uh, Unique way, and it communicate. And if you think about every single scene, what as big as it was and as loud as it was, everything is still in these tight quarters of yeah. like in a, a cockpit where you're kind of trapped in a sinking in ship. a sinking ship where you're yeah, about to yeah. drown or. Uh, running on land where you have nowhere to go. Like everything Surrounded is still, all you're sides. all still constantly feeling like you're trapped. In on,
3: con- on a bridge waiting for a boat. Right. Know, like- and like
2: the psychological element is very unique and they still used effects to such a uh, brilliant well, way. A lot of it opinion. was real physical. So, it was all real
3: physical. I, th- I
2: yeah, saw oh, like the, the the set photos of the sinking
4: ship and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: I love the way they, they mounted the camera when the one ship goes down and it was like, it was uh, it was stationary to the boat stationary to the boat yeah. and it was this really cool uh, effect uh, I think it was, overall it was a it was a, it was a really good movie it, it was really submersive for lack of a better word uh, putting you in the experience all right Colin take it away
1: well uh the go-off of what you guys are saying one of the I I feel like this is one of the most realist war movies I've seen because uh, Christopher Nolan only picked uh guys that were a certain age uh uh hardy was the oldest one uh in the movie um and i thought that well not the oldest oldest soldier in mm. in the movie and I, I thought that was he's really a pilot cool. yeah. yeah, yeah yeah and so it so it made sense for him to be there but all all the ground troops and stuff being young boys i mean that was real that was yeah. so... useful sir and everything was real <laughs> Like well, yeah, real ships, and, real planes, and it felt it felt very real. Uh, I I mean, definitely, I was on the edge of my seat. I was at home. I didn't get to see it in the theater. I was at oh, home. IMAX was great. on On the edge of my seat with mm-hmm. the sound, I had to stop it a few times because it kept on pushing on my bladder. I was so tight, like I had to pee yeah. a couple times. <laughs> um, but uh, I, this I was diamond like, came out. I don't know what <laughs> happened to it. Well, they, they should sell the DVD
3: with a with a um, bedpan. <laughs> <laughs> I would say it would solve a lot of problems,
1: <laughs> uh, and and I. I want to know what happened to Tom Hardy uh, because uh, that was a great
2: I, end. I thought yeah, that, was that was awesome was that to be. All I, I, I said,
1: new franchise opportunity, new franchise opportunity. Uh, Dunkirk 2. When, yeah. When's that <laughs> Dunkirk 2. <laughs> electric the boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> <Did you> stay <laughs> to <of> the. <laughs> um, uh, I, Tony Stark uh, shows up. <laughs> thing that Nazis, me up I hate those guys. Timeline <laughs> a little bit. Um, yeah, the time. <laughs> so, I agree. The
2: timeline is kind of the. The weak link. Oh come on! It wasn't oh. that bad.
1: It, the editing was really good because it. I kept was never confused on, it's, the whole time. Yeah, I, I was confused a couple times just because it went dark and then it was daytime, and but they gave uh, you couple, enough
3: contextual clues to put the piece. But I also together. think that was purposeful to make you like, feel confused. Yeah, because a little bit more like, is confused. You, you don't know what's going on. Yeah, you know, kind of kind of takes throws like, you off. It throws you off, you know, just like like changing the carpet in... and um. Uh, um, shining the shining it'd be great around. the slight little things like that was off-putting i actually got a headache uh after i left
4: that movie it'd be the funniest thing ever to have to have um nolan on here live and we tell him like what did you do that on purpose?" he's like no it, it just happened <laughs> no
3: no we, we, we <laughs> i'm were, glad i thought of it he though. was like we're behind in editing and we didn't have time to <laughs> somebody screwed
2: up the edit files well <laughs> i think it's it's easy to discount too that this is a uh, world war Two movie what this is a war movie it's a world war Two movie Crazy. well i just like i don't think people talk about it as a war necessarily no. as a war movie but it's a it, it, no, standard right. war movie. Right. it's because, so like, unique when i, when that I think it, about but...
1: a war movie i probably wouldn't have gone and seen it like it wouldn't be on my list of like oh i gotta go see this war movie i'm, mm-hmm. I'm just not that type of guy but yeah. like like you're saying go on uh i i totally agree
2: yeah, me. well, like, so last year, Hacksaw Ridge, that's a very conventional, like, War Horse. I'm trying to think of some that have been same just best pick. Like, any war Traffic movie, Thunder. they're all kind of in the same – even <laughs> on TV, they're Plot-tunes. all kind of the same. Here's – like, there's blood and an – enemy. Uh, like, we don't even see the enemy in this, really. Not we just really. see kind of gun gun flashes and uh, are you planes with <laughs> faceless people in it. Like, we don't even see – uh, human beings a- anywhere as the enemy, to the which yeah, perspective of the protagonist and stuff.
3: Which I think is a good thing and a bad thing,
2: to be honest. I with don't you. think it's bad. I think it's a great, I think uh, I idea think it's good. I think it's an interesting vehicle,
3: but I think where Saving Private Ryan was pretty good was that the enemy is just trapped too. You know what I mean? Like they're just, they're young kids too. They're people too. You know what I mean? That, you know, no one's really bad. I mean, yeah, the Nazis are bad, but like, do you think all those soldiers are bad? Mm-hmm. They're fighting a political war, like, like, like you know, from, from this crazy. We're dictator. all trying to figure out our well, own. It, and they
2: do a great job of making this about survival. Even they, they
3: do, but but yeah. I think I think if you humanize the enemy, it makes it more impactful. Uh, yeah, oh, that's war true. Film, my, my point of view.
2: So Chauncey, uh, this is a good a good ad for our conversation. Chauncey said Dunkirk uses expansive scenery successfully to make me feel. What would I do to survive this by myself? Yeah, which I think is great. That's
3: Very a great good. observation. That's what it felt it like was, was being was by point. yourself. It was a good point. And yeah. you followed yeah. that one guy for the most part. Yeah.
1: Did you guys stop and think about like what you would do in those situations? Like, yeah, for sure. You were there.
3: Uh, yeah, you you wouldn't be so noble, would you? You know, mm-hmm. I, I I don't but, think so at all. Then you can't blame them. You wouldn't be so noble. So whatever takes it takes to survive, be, sometimes no, not yeah. at all. Hmm.
1: Yeah, um, just trying to survive. Go and going. the
3: heartbeat the whole time was a cool thing. The heartbeat... I thought it was a clock ticking. Well, That's what I mean, but the yeah. clock ticking heartbeat, kind of like yeah. tempo, was a great one. It started and Absolutely.
1: it stopped. Absolutely. It was
2: yeah. really well done. And just some... Uh, again, so not just the spectacle of it, but this... And we may get, we'll get to it when we vote, I'm sure, but the filmmaking to get some of these shots with the real things that weren't all special effects. And IMAX. Like, it's just amazing Mm -hmm. to me. Some of the technical achievement. Like, we can't discount. It redeemed Nolan in my eyes. Yeah, just like the shot of the plane, not like, with no engine, just drifting. Like, uh, just some of those like, of all angles too. How many, like, it's amazing that they did that stuff. He's a a really good uh, technical director. Um, right. next one. Get Every time. <laughs> Aaron has the air horn on this <laughs> side. All right. Our, uh, what movie are we? are our fourth movie, Get Out. One Oops. of the more interesting- Sorry, interested-
4: uh, wrong graphic. Remake <laughs> There we go. Remake start. All
2: right. Get Out. Um, ben, start
3: with you. I thought Get Out was a really fun, um, good, suspenseful thriller, psychological thriller and like survival tip um, similar to, to Dunkirk of-, of know overcoming you know being quarantined and spe- speaking of being feeling trapped the, th- the way they showed you being trapped when he went to the sinking place was, was very hypnotized when yeah. he was hypnotized was so claustrophobic and it's like it was such a beautiful wonderful visual way of showing what it would feel like being like in the astral plane of your mind uh just seen this tunnel vision. It was very, it was very claustrophobic. And not
2: in control of yourself. It's, it's
3: very, it's very, um, gave me a little bit of anxiety. I thought it was a really good thriller. I thought, um, I thought it was funny. Like uh, his, his, the TSA, uh, buddy was so funny in it. He was so funny. He made me laugh at the very end so hard. He's my, I think he's my favorite character out of all of them. But he, but he, but he, um, but, um, to me, it was it was it reminded me a lot of Alfred Hitchcock. He had a really mm-hmm. good uh, thrill to it, um, but I don't think it's the best picture, you know, by any by any stretch of the imagination. I, I don't. I think it was a good movie, but I, I don't. I think it was like I've seen the symbolism was good in it. You know, uh, what it would feel like to be a black person, you know, you know, in, in a white person's world it was a little over the top because these people were psychos. But it, I guess that was the whole point to 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 make you feel like you know. This is how you feel, especially at the beginning when he's walking in, in the suburb. Mm-hmm. But uh, but I, I think as a thriller like – I've seen thrillers like this before, and it was and they're good. But but I think – I don't know. I, 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 just, I, I think it was good, and I enjoyed it. It was one of my favorites. But I, I don't think it's Best <clears throat> Picture where they do me. Colin, what do you think?
1: Um, I'm glad the Academy is recognizing it. Um, but I do agree with you, Ben. I, I I don't see it winning Best Picture, but I do – like that it's on there um i am looking forward to jordan peele's movies and um seeing seeing what else he's gonna do uh i like I love all the symbolism throughout the whole movie, like separating the fruit loops from the milk. At first, it's like, what are you doing, weirdo? Yeah. But then you're like, oh, the colors, The color, the
2: deer, the deer stuff, I thought. I didn't get that at first. I had to. I, had I don't to, uh... get the deer stuff. So, you know, at the start, so the deer jumps in front yeah. of the car as like a warning. But then there's Bradley Whitford's character mentions that they're overpopulated and we get rid of them as far as far as I say. And then you see the trophy of the deer at the end. Mm. Like it's all sort of um, like symbolism of getting rid of black people. Yeah. Like you don't. And that's kind of the interesting angle of this whole movie. And the allegory is that like people, even white people who prevent, who uh, project that they are uh, not racist still have racist. Yeah. And they're not necessarily. And they still appropriate black people for their own means and like they're not totally um yeah yeah anyway sorry go ahead um,
1: oh no I, absolutely i agree with all that and um i i just i thought it was a very fun thriller for mm-hmm. being like uh, it was supposed to be somewhat horror film it was still mm-hmm. funny um i like adding in humor into mm-hmm. horror films um i i really enjoyed the silent auction like, mm-hmm. that was Yeah, that was wild really powerful. To watch. And, like, and, the way and, that like when they you shot think of, like, a slave and auction, yeah.
2: it, like, there's a lot of good parallels with that, too. It yeah. was, like,
3: but it was yeah. great because what was great about it is that you're watching it in, in real time. Like, What's going on? And then it all, it all like, connects at the end. Like, yeah. Oh, my God. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. That makes sense. I,
1: if uh, you hadn't had the movie ruined for you and you went into it and just watched it, I hope that is everybody's first time because mm-hmm. it was really fun. Um, yeah. not knowing what it was all about until mm-hmm. the movie. Yeah. yeah. Until you see it.
2: So I, I agree with everything you guys have said. I, and I think the obvious, I, I wouldn't say obviously, I think the strongest part for me is how they used to Ben's point, kind of like familiar thriller or sci-fi tropes to, and apply this uh, racial allegory on top of it in a very unique way, I think, uh, that we haven't seen before, yeah. and that's sort of the the power behind the whole movie. And I think the performances Daniel Kaluuya, who's who's in we just saw in Black Panther, yeah. and he's in this. He's better. Than uh, this. He's very good in this. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and and the girlfriend was good too. Yeah. And I think I think the elements of sci-fi and the elements of horror. I think they are also to Jordan Peele's credit uh very strong. Yeah. Like they're like they are uh tense. That it is very like kind of interesting Yeah, you're right. I so when I saw this the first That's time the when it first came out, I had the same reaction of like, this is a best picture. Like this people think this will be a best picture. What come on. I rewatched it last week. I think it definitely should be on the list, although I still have so one of my issues the first time around I had two issues. One of them is held, the other hasn't. The first is that I felt like when I first saw it that it felt like a long, like an elongated sketch. Like there were elements of a sketch that were kind of tacked on. And well, I felt like is the, known t- for sketches. the TSA stuff yeah. felt like <laughs> it's great. Jordan yeah. Peele comedy stuff added into on top of oh, the movie I, feel I am wrong about that i'm definitely wrong although i still feel like the tsa stuff feels kind of jarring to it, me it, <laughs> like on top of how like serious everything else is but, I, th- like, but I, think, <laughs> I
3: think that's why it makes it a complete movie to me because because okay, it, may, and it actually grounds it a little bit to make it even scarier for me it, this is how my reaction like the very end it all ties in because he pulls up and well yeah, the spoilers, spoilers yeah, yeah. At this point. are he spoilers. pulls up in the police off the police the car, and you think, Oh, yeah, shit. and the police and stuff, it's him, yeah, there's CSA, a... yep.
2: And that was good.
3: W- the best part was like, you would have like when he comes in all bloody and stuff, you would like it was such a good dismount because you would yeah, act that was you would right. that, yeah. that would be real. I told you not to go, yeah, there. yeah, it's it, 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 true. Like, that was funny, that but <laughs> like that, that, that I laughed so hard, but also like I laughed because it was real, like, you're right, it was it, it, it grounded it, even though. A lot of it was a little fantastical. To yeah, to be honest with you, that's that's my rub. Why I don't think it should be in Best Picture, even though like, you know, we have Shape of Water and stuff like that for Best Picture. It was too fantastical in in the reality that they put it in. Yeah, that was my only rub. I so, wish it was more psychological.
2: Yes, to be honest. So that's my, my other thing. so, as much as I think the char- the characters. I thought it was great. I thought Daniel Kaluuya's character had a good, actually had an arc within the movie, within the allegory. His character had like, like his mom's death. Like he actually had independent motivations of this other larger picture. But and he was very passive at the beginning because he's so used to being yeah. And he but he was the one and he (laughs) gets this con yeah. But as much as I liked, as much as I liked all the like subtle, uh, uh non explicit racist comments throughout all building up to the end, I felt like, and this is something that's held from my first viewing, I felt like the payoff of them body swap the reason they are body swapping, the ultimate reason was uh was a little bit of a letdown. Like just we specifically want to put ourselves in black people because they are stronger, faster, cooler. Yeah. Like they didn't real that didn't like tie this great idea all together perfectly for me. Step and that, wives. And when you think about Oh, so, like, those were the grandparents. But w- what was the reason for a, a black person, necessarily? Like, it, it, I don't know. It started to feel like I was just because being strung racism, along for next the sake question. of the idea. Because,
3: well, I, I think.
2: <laughs> if that makes sense. I think,
3: to you know, the the generalization of a black person being athletic and superior like yeah. physique and stuff. You know, I think they're trying to capture that that racism you know about I it. think
2: that's a good observation for sure but
3: how many white cars just, in the NBA you,
2: I'm just <laughs> I'm that's just what saying. I'm getting at it just felt like oh that's that's it like I, it was almost like if they went way over the top with like oh these white people just hate have secretly hated black people the whole time and are trying to take them over like yeah. if they had gone so far over the top I felt like it would have been yeah. uh, just as I don't know maybe I'm maybe, maybe I movie. just don't understand I'm gonna watch I it
3: again obviously so that's yeah. a good sign
2: alright Sorry, Colin. We hey, kind of took right over. on time. We took over, Colin. <laughs>
0: that was good. Uh,
2: so, all right, number five uh, number or fifth five. movie. And I... I'll let I'll let you start this one, Colin. Uh, Lady Bird. Uh,
1: Lady Bird was beautiful. It was a a beautiful slice of life film. Uh, the mother's performance was great, and uh, I actually did start. Tearing up when um, she didn't get out of the car at the airport, mm, yeah, and she so good. drove around. I, I actually did tear up. It was like, it, it's so wild how, uh, you know, I'm not a woman. I didn't what I didn't go the whole through time? the whole time. You know, yeah, it, that, was,
4: that,
3: was, that was that was appropriate, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no,
0: because
1: Sally that?
4: Field is a woman. <laughs> no, I'm just
1: saying. That he's <laughs> I get it. it. Dun, it's dun, uh, a, uh, a lot
4: fire. of these,
1: uh, yeah. a lot of this film. It was just hard to um, say, hey, I can connect with it and and but i could but i yeah yeah but i i loved the way lady bird was so selfish and that even in the movie things were happening without her knowing and you were discovering it as it was happening with her mm-hmm. so i thought that was really good kind of editing um I, and i loved her dad uh, especially yeah, I just I kept on thinking she's really lucky to have a dad like that because mm-hmm. when he's going up for the job and he sees the son, and instead of just being like oh, I can't believe this you're you're gonna get it before me no he was very encouraging and was mm-hmm. just like I uh, good luck in there you know and I I was just like man <laughs> yeah. I love you dad <laughs> <That's good. laughs>
3: that that was good writing yeah. um I I actually. I agree with Colin I, I I related to it like a lot because one it was it took place 2002 2003 is when they graduate when she graduated right that's when Colin and I graduated like yeah. high school so we wow, were like no. post 9, 9/11 thing. um so that happened when we were in school i went to catholic schools as a kid not that strict but but still pretty strict so i know all the stuff which is funny and i did theater in high school so so I knew all like I I I laughed at all the, the stupid stuff you know of, of of that um and I related to it and I thought she was very good and she carried the whole show and she was Saoirse interesting around and she's really She's really good. Yeah. Um yeah. and I thought I thought – We're going to hear I,
1: her name more and more uh, I liked, in the future.
2: Yeah, I like the editing of it. It was it was it was Greta Gerwig who's nominated for best director. She did a good she I thought she did a good job. This is the
3: opposite of. Uh, and she wrote it too. This yeah. is the opposite <laughs> of. Um, of
2: Calling call by your name. name. Yeah. Like, it was like. This is like, we're not going to linger here.
3: But, but they don't linger, but they also they also don't um, uh, clutter it too much with um, too much. It, what's, yeah. what's, the, what's the word? The, 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 uh, oh, there's a word for it. They don't Simple. make it convoluted. Mm hmm. Uh, but it was because it was centralized. The mom was great. She was great. She's, Laura she,
2: Metcalf was the I thought the best part of the movie. do you know, she, mom, do you yeah. know who?
3: What else she's she yeah. in? I don't know. She's she's Andy's mom in Toy Story, mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's in Roseanne. You know, the only <laughs> thing I can
4: say that's disappointing to me about this
3: movie, is and that- she's the officer in Fraser,
1: right? The, the she's one of after... Big Bang, she's the mother of yeah. Big Bang too. Uh, huh. yeah.
4: When I heard the name of this movie, I was disappointed to find out that it's not a King of the Hill movie. It's not Reagan's dog. <laughs> no,
3: it it's not whatever. Hank
2: Hill's dog.
3: <gasps> yeah. No, I thought it was a really good movie. I enjoyed <laughs> yes, it. I wait, la-
2: not Reagan's dog. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Go on. Lady <laughs> Reagan's <laughs> dog, I guess I wanted to be really she mean. She was a good dog. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, keep going. No, you're <laughs>
3: fine. I thought it was good. I thought it was Until really I enjoyed point. it. I laughed. I, I thought it was a good movie.
2: So I thought, uh, I actually thought the I take it back. Not the best part of the movie wasn't Cersei Ronan, it wasn't the mom. I thought it was the use of Dave Matthews' crash to <laughs> <laughs> deliver major story arc points. <laughs> oh my gosh! I thought that was so good. Uh, That's hilarious. But seriously, I thought the the letters was a great scene. That was uh, a really powerful. The fact that. And it was less about what she wrote in the letters and more about how many drafts there were that then the dad secretly sent uh from the mom to her. I thought that, that was, was beautiful, that was almost more yeah. important. And I also loved the kind of classism elements that they were poor and struggling so much and like how that worked mm-hmm. into uh like pulling yourself self up by your bootstraps kind of mentality of the whole family. Bootstraps. I will say I have a much less uh, positive view of this movie than you guys do, and I know I fully know that it's a subjective. uh, It's sort of like my opinion about the movie Boyhood, if you've uh, any of you've seen that. um, In that, it is so familiar to me personally. It feels, and maybe I'm project. Uh, I've said the word. Here project. He goes project. Maybe I'm assuming other people are the same as me. That this movie felt like. Look, I'm projecting. Uh, uh, like generalized specifics. Like th- here's a specific story, but it's something that is so relatable by so many people. Like how many people do you know that, like I I know people in my own life who have had mother-daughter relationships like this. I know people who went to high school have had experiences like this. I've heard people uh, that Catholic school experiences like this, uh, like it just felt, although it was like a unique story that I don't think I've ever heard before, it still felt like the specific characters felt just so, and sp- maybe it's just, again, the time period. How too. dare they make it relatable <laughs> to an audience? No, well, it's I, I, like, speaking, what you're saying it's, is
1: because it was very real. It, yeah. Like the characters yeah. were very real and yeah. they were all individual too. It wasn't like there was two characters that were the same. Yeah. Well, um, it's just, and that's it, what I loved also. It,
2: for me, it's just like, if it's a movie where it seems like I know that person and I know this exact experience, I'm, I prefer movies that are unique like s- things I haven't seen before that don't like, I haven't lived with my entire life. Okay. Basically. I, I totally understand. That's kind of my perspective.
1: perspective. I, I, I totally see that because, um, the kind of way that i kind of, kind of <laughs> going off of that is that, uh, I think it seemed like that because lady bird wanted to have those experiences. Like she forced mm-hmm. herself to, Yeah to be in those kind of experiences. And so That's it may came yeah. off very average and you're like, okay, I can pick that out. That's but it's almost, it, Maybe, maybe no.
2: it's like more about, I mean, to the movie's credit, even that, that it's able to accomplish this kind of familiarity, but they use almost what's expected of a high school kid to get to that and tell a unique story. So it may, yeah, I, now I'm back pedaling. <laughs> oh no no <laughs> I, I think
1: i think your point is really good i think it's a really well, good
2: point. what i like it is the the resolve at the
3: end She like she she wanted to all do all these things and, and in her heart of hearts she missed she missed sacramento she missed and like what i loved is when the nun said to her you you really love it here and he's like what makes you think that? Cause she's, she that, re- she that, really that because she's she was good she realizes yeah. yep. that because you describe it more than anybody else and then she loved her mom and like it was just, it was beautiful to me in that regard she mm-hmm. here she she got everything she wanted she's in new york she's walking around and it's like like she's in the biggest city in the world
2: but she's never felt so alone there's uh mm-hmm. there's one line that i remember i think it was actually delivered by danny who's the the uh we were talking about earlier Who's her first boyfriend when she has a yeah. cast, when she's all sheltered and protected. And then she finds out that symbolism, derp. Uh, when uh Gosh. when she finds out that he's gay and then everything falls apart, and then she dates the bad boy, Timothy Chalamet. Uh, but Danny says, French is useful if you want to go to Paris. And so just sort of that like mindset of like idealism of these big specifically big cities, but just about when we get out of this crap town and are uh, free of all these constraints, then it'll all be so great. And I'm gonna spoil these- it for you kids. Every town is crap. Yeah, well, just like no. these random skills that may seem useless you know, but- that I think are worthwhile, but like maybe- it just it shows like a lack of reality. Almost. Well,
3: I, the lack of reality, but also like you said, we were so constrained. Like the only thing that constrains you mm. is you and money. Well, money but <laughs> but also like you you put limitations on yourself yeah yeah and you know? it also think you you can be anywhere. Men, it
1: helps you it helps you like kind of uh that's true she she's just she's just wanting more out of herself and like i like he wanted more too so i don't know yeah <laughs>
2: Sorry, <laughs> looking at the timer, I was <laughs> telling Ben to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, let like, Colin talk. Let him go. I was like, uh, yeah. You wait your turn. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up is Phantom Thread, which you and I saw together, Ben. Yeah, here, uh, it, here here it is. See it? <laughs> now you almost got it.
3: <laughs> there it is. See it? Oh, nope. It's, it's, oh. it's, it's a Spectre. Phantom <laughs> Thread.
2: Con I was just doing a... Ten seconds right. wasted. Right. Doing a bit.
4: Yeah,
3: go ahead.
2: <laughs> right, I'll go first. That uh, sounds like the movie. So Awkward. this is a uh, now I'm blank. Paul Thomas Anderson. Yeah, yeah Thomas Anderson Paul Anderson Thomas movie, Anderson. Yeah, which I uh, drink your milkshake. Not only is his style of filmmaking uh, really I mean, unique, the way the the characters he decides to uh, explore, like his movies, are very character driven as opposed to big picture plot, yeah. I don't know, like framework or time period necessarily. Like I feel like he spends a lot of time thinking through the characters and where actor, they director, can go. Yeah, but he's also good cinematography too. Well, for sure. And so yeah. this is obviously a, another Daniel Day-Lewis. Uh, like this to me just secures Daniel Day-Lewis and Mount Rushmore actor status for me. Like I felt leaving. like his role in this, or his performance. Ben Kingsley for this would be on
3: there, but he's a whore. He's a he's a he's a movie
2: whore. A He'll hoo-a? take any job. Iron Man three. Uh <laughs> Daniel Day Lewis I thought was amazing. It, like I, I don't know how he does it, but to take such a I think money helps oddball I'm the, kind of old so and so oddball character with all these different and invent these mannerisms and uh, well, yeah, it's just amazing. Nine, I, five, it's so easy I got, to come I got some kind of stuff, uh, stuff to that too. All right, go ahead, Colin. <laughs> uh,
1: I just, uh, if you've never seen a Paul Thomas Anderson movie, he, he is very character driven. And, um, what's really cool is that he'll make subtle things very impactful. Um, mm-hmm. and that's what I really love. And his movies are very, uh, rewatchable because, uh, like certain things will hit me at certain times for his movies. um, uh, this is supposed to be possibly Daniel Day-Lewis' last film. He, he mm-hmm. might retire after this. And his big reason why was he couldn't get out of the mindset of this role. Um, he's such a method actor that it really messed him up to go back to real life. And mm-hmm. this this has been talked about. And so it, it's just like... He's uh, the
4: real-life Kirk Lazarus. <laughs>
1: it's, it's really amazing. Um, And then Paul Thomas Anderson's is really cool about uh, little things that I kind of picked up and I want to rewatch it again, but, um, uh, Daniel Day lewiss character Reynolds didn't look anybody in the eye until, Alma, uh, 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 Alma came into picture. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that was kind of beautiful in a lot of ways. Like he didn't really see other people and yeah, he sees um, them as yeah. props
2: or whatever for his dresses. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, um, yeah, I, I love like the awkwardness of, um, his sister slash assistant coming mm-hmm. in she... to their date. It totally changed the vibe of the room when she came in to do the measurements and stuff. But um, yes. yeah, I, I really liked what you were saying about, you know, the, how, how Paul Thomas Anderson is and his filmmaking and stuff. Uh, but, uh, and for the last thing is that like, uh, just the whole poisoning Aspect of the film <laughs> yeah. like he's, uh he's a masochist. How, how she um was trying to hide it at first and then the second time she was just she was doing it in front of him. She was like, I don't care yeah. if you know. And then he could have spit it out. He he could've spit yeah. it out right there. But he wanted but that. He, he, so he wanted yeah, really yeah. He wanted but, it, and that's, he wanted, that's, that's Paul what, Thomas that's, Anderson for you. That's what
3: was interesting <laughs> about the whole thing, which I kinda liked because he's he's kind of a masochist,
2: but he liked he, he liked being dominant, he, like, babied almost. He liked being nurtured, like, and it, well, relates, to like too. Too. it relates to his mom, too. Yeah, it relates yeah. to his mother, and he loves
3: that feeling. He misses his mother so much, which I love. Oh, it's so I
2: psychologically, love. like, this guy needs a psychiatrist. I do, but yeah. I love and, the scene something when he's that's subtle.
1: Like, uh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, Colin. No, it was something you that's rude, so subtle. You ruined little bastard! Was, uh, go ahead! Was, <laughs> <laughs> wow. was the music was very, uh, was very subtle throughout the whole thing, and I, I really loved it, like, just yeah it it really it really like got to me i was like oh man uh i really like that music that was throughout the whole thing i don't know what i'm
2: gonna pick when we get to our picks uh but i literally wrote when i was taking notes during this movie that the music is perfect like Mm -hmm. i didn't write that for any other movie but i've had the feeling like every time the music kicked in it was like perfect tone setting (laughs) no (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> but oh, I am of no, no, okay. this movie. The, I love the, that there would be blood music. That was
2: yeah. that was a good yeah. One. Yeah. But that's, that's
1: Radiohead head also. <laughs> I know. Oh that's right. I, that's yeah, why, yeah. That's why I
2: that's why I said that. So Ben, what uh anything what else stood out for you?
3: <laughs> uh no, my favorite my favorite shot was the whole time when he was sick the first time and he sees a vision of his mother. It was very eerie. He yeah. Was, she's just standing there. She doesn't move. And like she comes in and, Alma's and, and, coming and, and, in and out. And then yeah. she cuts off camera. They don't like spoon feed you, say, Oh, it's gone. Clearly, the vision, but it's mm-hmm. really
2: they challenge you a little but, bit.
3: But it was but it was really good. Mm-hmm. It was really like that's how you would see a haunting of your mind, you know.
2: When he's and this is dirt while he's poison and feverish and stuff oh, yeah. too. So, it was yeah. good. I like that sequence. Yeah. Hmm. I so I thought Alma and the poisoning stuff was uh not only was the rest of the movie very unique in how the characters and like, oh, it's a movie about a dressmaker and we're going to show every detail about this. Like, I didn't think I'd ever watch a movie about that. But then it ne- the movie never goes where you think it's going to go. And especially in the payoff with the poisoning stuff, I never would have expected that. Like it started to go towards, well, almost agrees to marry him uh and then it's like oh there's this age difference dynamic all of a sudden and you think that's going to be the end of it nope it not at all that it, they play that out and then it hard right turns to something else and it leads back to this uh, uh mother psychosis issue um i w- the weakest part of the movie for me was the whole uh rich lady um who gets drunk in his dress diversion oh yeah i thought that like i think it it had a good line out of it like a good outcome of like you don't deserve to wear his dresses like that's that's an interesting mentality but i don't know i I felt like it was kind of i don't know i felt like it was kind of odd to have that in here based on how good of the other characters were sorry This,
3: this is off topic but aaron would like that character because she's bb from uh Frasier, she's really she's <laughs> Frasier's agent. She's very dramatic. She's very dramatic. She's over the top, anyways, and she was over top in this this sequence. But like, she's she's actually pretty funny in, in <laughs> Frasier. Yeah.
4: Who's working
2: for you? <laughs> and well, and as part of that, like, I thought Alma was a really good character. Um, but some of the scenes, so on top of that, she's the one that's like, you don't deserve to wear his dresses, right? Uh, but then later she like storms out and I like the whole movie. She was supposed to be this representative of like, I'm going to challenge this uh, unimpeachable fig- figure. That's Daniel day Lewis. Like nobody challenges him at any point and everyone lets them do whatever he wants and follows routines. And then she comes in and kind of disrupts all that and provides like i uh, I'm going to challenge you to not be so s- egocentric and like, think about, my side of the relationship, basically, but then uh, I don't know. It felt kind of weird that she was standing up to, like, oh, his dress is you. You don't deserve to wear the dress. I don't know. Some of that, like, no, I think conflict I didn't come know. through for me. I don't know.
1: I feel like that was just I think because a, she, she wanted to show her love for him. Mm. Uh, uh, that's maybe. a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. No, I also that's think fair.
3: that's a waste of lead. Lead heart. Lead. <laughs> uh, lead. Shouldn't have wrote that down. Ink and lead. I see. It's, it's a bad joke. Not <laughs> Thank you. And the goes all. to no one. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um,
2: I liked that there was also like a curse dynamic hovering over everything. That was just kind of a weird throw-in that the, like a curse existed.
4: Cursed dresses.
2: Nothing. Yeah. All right.
4: Yeah, you're right. You're right.
2: You're right. So at. Yeah, we'll talk about it when we get to our rankings. Once but again, right on time. Right on the like button. At yeah. That. Right the boop, boop. All right. Uh, one I'm really excited about: Shape um, of Water. Shape of Water. Moment. Hold on, we uh, got technical, technical, technical difficulties.
4: Disconnected. Calling. Yeah.
2: Yeah. No wonder he wasn't talking.
4: I was going to say there's a few. I am calling him back. So You're calling
2: him back. While <laughs> we wait, this is actually good. We've got a few minutes. We got a few um, minutes.
4: We're doing good. I I, I think. Right. Um, well, we're going to have to uh, continue without Colin for a moment. <laughs> okay, sure. So, I'll start the timer.
2: So, here's here's a little vamp until he comes back. Yeah, this is something I'll I didn't say. I'll unstart the timer. All right,
3: then. vamp, vamp, vamp. This
2: is something uh, I didn't say until earlier, or I didn't get a chance to say earlier because I wanted to keep us moving.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But, you know, on this podcast, I feel like we uh, fall back on a lot of, um, we fall back on Colin, we'll, we'll start. And I, we're there, back. Colin's
0: back.
2: Sorry about There's that. two things Sorry about I want to say. So, we fall back on a lot of criticisms of movies during our normal podcast uh-huh. that come up a lot. And I felt like it it'd be stinks. good to call out sort of that these movies don't fall into that. Like, it's possible to not be that bad, right? So, one is show don't tell. We say that constantly. Yes. That I have it wish on the soundboard. Exposition right here. wasn't the fault. But I feel like these movies. All nine of them actually are really good examples where they don't rely on just like uh, word this dumping, is what's happening. exposition dumping. Yeah. Do you agree? Do you guys?
3: Three uh, uh, billboards kind of does, but it doesn't in a way. They reveal the information in pieces. Yeah.
2: So I, I think guess that there's was, an yeah, addendum okay. to yeah, show don't tell. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And the other one is. We all, and this maybe this is more of a you're personal right, one. Right, right. in terms of character, but specifically their motivations. Like we have a problem when they just do something where we don't have enough information. It, and it make feels sense. random.
3: Uh, Should I? Yeah. Ugh. So <laughs>
2: sorry. I, just I threw felt up like in my mo- mouth a little bit. For the most part, these movies uh, have crafted what, believable, believable characters mo- that motivation have good motives. Right. Yes. So
4: you're right. Uh, All right. Wait. You're so, right. Small addendum to show don't tell. Uh, leave certain little things to the to the imagination. Don't the don't, mystery box. Don't show everything. Yeah. Leave it a little bit ambiguous. So did you get that?
2: Yes. <laughs> All right. I wonder why Mother wasn't nominated.
4: <laughs> <I
2: wonder. laughs> that's right. We, I kinda wish it was for for right other Oh reasons. gosh, it's, yeah. go. it's a the post. the Academy hates the environment. All
1: right. Did did I miss out on a lot? I'm sorry, guys. No, no, we, no we you're, we good. you're good. we vamped. all right. We're doing
2: Shape of Water. Uh, Shape of Water. Shape of Water. Ben. It's out of order. Why don't you go first? I
3: thought Shape of Water. Uh, I actually. Think
2: it's that's shaped the best up music. to be a
3: fine movie. Yeah, You should see the shape in my water. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Very cylindrical.
2: Thirty seconds in. Wow. There you go. Wow. What is that? <laughs> is
3: that from the Amazon? <laughs> <laughs> Colin, can you hear us? We got a live one here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, just right. just like, sure. Unfortunately, <laughs> I can hear you. Uh, the shape, right. shape, shape, shape of Water. water was, best music. I, I think it was best music. I loved. I loved it. I thought it was really good. Um, I was surprised that they would actually Nominate it for best picture Because usually that kind of movie Doesn't get nominated For it I really enjoyed it It was it's kind of in its own um, Section of its own uh, In terms of uh, Kind of storytelling but it does a Really cool way of, of prejudice um Ben, and- 2018 prejudice. <laughs> is that everything World no, War? No, but Previous. it is now. <laughs> Strategry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna use that by the way. I hope you don't mind. <laughs> Can we cut that out? It does a really good job of um showing bigotry. There you
0: go. <laughs> there you go. That's the word I yeah. want.
3: Um rolls a streak. But but in a in a very um, uh, not so direct way. Anyway, okay. anyways, someone else take it. I'm, All right. I'm, Colin, I'm what fun. are your thoughts? The script okay. well, is running dry. I, it's
1: very artistic, and that's one of the biggest things that I, I love about this. That <laughs> it is good. on this list, and um, it is artsy. And so, if it does win best picture, it means that the academy is recognizing art again, just like they did with the Birdman. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Still, if it mm-hmm. had the Hollywood, and, yeah. yeah, thing. To Birdman, this one was very artsy. It's not gonna win. Had a lot of political to win. Uh, It was some
3: politicalness in it.
1: eh, It had um, some really cool symbolism, like the poster. Um, The the example that really stood out was the poster that her friend made. They were kind of like the misfit toys. Yeah. And um, and I love that he Mm -hmm. had to make a poster of what the perfect family is, and what I loved is there's a scene where they're inside the agent's house in his perfect family and the, and the wife offers Jell-O and it's exactly the poster that he made. Yeah. And, and I, also I his that. poster
2: got rejected too, which is funny. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: And hmm. just like the switch from red to green and all, all mm. that. And it, it was a very beautiful movie. I liked that every character was very individual. They, they had their own kind there of me. voice. And I think, a uh, 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 Guillermo. Guillermo, del Toro, yeah, uh, he, phenomenal, and I'm mm-hmm. loving that he's being recognized this year. He he needed to be recognized. He's done so many amazing things. And yep. well, I, I can't I wait agree. till Pacific
3: Rim Two gets nominated for <laughs> best picture.
1: Um, <laughs> be amazing. The, uh, oh, and uh, I wanted to uh, give a little thing was uh, at, at my movie going. I could see this uh, older lady in my view and all the finger scenes, she made the best faces. And so watching her during every single finger scene was, Oh yeah. Yeah i loved it yeah, and when I'm he ripped sure. it off she she physically had to walk out of the theater like was he really nominated, I bet. Was was he nominated a, for best supporting actor
2: i was about to ask you guys what you thought that michael shannon was not nominated Bullshit. i'm surprised well he that. should
3: have been his best actor or best supporting actor because he, yeah. was, amazing. he, was, can, he was amazing we can he was amazing i didn't up. realize i agree
2: that. though michael shannon was oh my god a force in this and what? the fact that he's stuck in this 1950s brain kind yeah. of too uh, yeah, it's just... That's bullshit. It's really good. Well, I'm, I'm even more mad that he
3: didn't get nominated for his little cameo in Groundhog Day. <gasps> you know, too. <laughs>
2: Quit plugging our podcast band. <laughs> make Jack and <laughs> Um I agree with you Do 100%, uh, Colin. Uh, the... I feel like Guillermo del Toro has a history of this kind of dark... Uh, whimsical nature like uh, like a, it's almost like a fairy tale that um uh goes to hell almost or and like has like uh it's not it's grounded in reality but still has fantastical elements in it that lead you to uh like an even more powerful conclusion that than you would get it in like a fairy tale ending um and so I'm really happy that this movie's getting nominated because not only is it I don't know, this feels like a more accessible uh Guillermo del Toro movie than something like Pan's Labyrinth. Oh, come on, that was like the entry level artsy type yes, fantasy. But this this is like Whoa, man. Like you got chops. Like you can take well, a huge budget, you can take a huge premise and really uh land guys, it. Aren't you all
3: disappointed that he never got to direct The Hobbits? Like, and like just run off in his I mean,
2: sure. elements of
1: him but, are in it still. I mean, yeah, all but, the Goblin King that, stuff is him.
2: Well, but like it. The thing about Guillermo del Toro, too, and to your point about The it, Hobbit, is that it. he, leave it alone. even though he could take a big property, and in this case, it's still a big movie, that he still he had his fingerprints on the whole thing. He's still not afraid to take risks, and while I I feel like some of my my least fit my two least favorite scenes and really the only two scenes i wasn't a big fan of or at least felt kind of jarring and i you on a rewatch i may even think differently was uh, them in the bathroom with the water i felt like yeah. that was kind of weird and then also the dan- the random dance number from Sally Hawkins character's like point of view i like that, though like the fact though that those are in this movie are still positives for me like, I think it's amazing that the, he did something like
1: that. Yeah. And I, I kind of feel like it came from the narrator's uh, point of view of trying to make it more of a beautiful telling of the tale because yeah. the narrator through it was like it came from his perspective. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. But I agree with you. It, it is really jarring and stuff.
2: Um, um, Go ahead. So I would just say my biggest positive in addition to the whole movie being not only are the characters in the main plot that kind of drives everything about the monster and her falling in love. And then it becomes kind of a heist movie, but like, it's kind of grounded in this, uh, outcasts and freaks kind of mentality of, i we're in the wrong time. Mm. Um, I feel like there's just so many different angles to watch this movie on rewatches that you could latch onto one being that it's a, it's kind of a love letter to monster movies and sci-fi like there's a good element to creating a good monster in this movie, which is Guillermo del Toro. It's a good love story. Mm -hmm. It's a freaks outcast movie about coming together with people like you to like feel connected there. It's a movie in set in the 1960s period piece where you've got civil rights stuff happening, cold war stuff happening. Mm -hmm. Then it's about exploring the future. Like there's a whole bunch of, uh, Lines and moments in this movie about like this is the future and we got to be progressive and go towards that and how it colors people's uh, motivations, whether it's uh, people embracing and trying to go towards that future or people like Michael Shannon who are want to like keep things the way they are and don't want any change at all. And then just all the different. um uh, Like, I, I don't know the idea that people are stuck in this time. Uh, but are still trying to make the best of it. I don't know. There's just so many different angles that I loved. So, the
3: anger I talked I, a lot. I like what you said called, called making a good monster movie, and it's and, and has a very Beauty and the Beast feel to where the monster is really um, Michael Shannon's character. You yeah, I mean? yeah, a Gaston kind of character, and that's what that's what was I, I liked about it. This is a small little thing, nothing to do with the movie, but. I, this has been the the works for a while and still in development, but he's he's set to direct and write. I think help write a, a version of Pinocchio, and I think that would be an amazing, oh yeah, yeah yeah amazing movie. And
1: you, you saw who's on there right now, right? Uh-huh. Tony Stark himself. Oh man! I, I can't wait. As Pinocchio, right? <laughs> That's
3: awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah. Or no, uh, uh, <laughs> he is no, pretty uh, short, so. <laughs> He's <laughs> actually yeah. going to play the
2: whale. Okay,
3: yeah.
1: It,
2: he,
3: uh, he's Tony Stark making a. Uh, like so the whale. all right, Pinocchio. Jeez, uh, wrong
4: key. So, my, sorry. My only. Th- th- go ahead, Con. Uh, yeah. yeah uh, my only One thing is, uh,
1: if uh, Guillermo del Toro ever wants to invite me to his house, I would really love to come over. Yeah, <laughs> me too. I just want to put it out there. <laughs> Remake oh, Dragonheart. Geez.
2: Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, second to last movie: Three Billboards. Go. Um, this was another one you and I saw together. Yeah. Man. We hold hands. I remember afterwards you and I were both like, wow, that was really good. And you called me Matt Crager for some reason. Is it? You call me by your name. I could
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, sexy. Yeah. yeah. Uh I'll take I this was my favorite one. This was my favorite. Wow, spoiler uh, It geez. is. I'm, I'm just gonna say it's my favorite one. I enjoyed it the most because it was an all-star cast. The acting was really good. It, I and I went in cold. It got me. Like I was engaged the whole time. I love every character in it. I love each actor in it. I thought the story was, was riveting and everybody had like an arc, you know, to to an extent, especially uh, Sam Rockwell's character. Uh, Woody Harrelson was great. Um, and I, I really enjoyed, um, you know, the ambiguity uh, at the end. I really thought it was a good movie.
2: I, so, I would just add on in terms of the cast, like everybody was really good. I was about to say during Shape of Water that that was the best overall, like everybody was amazing. But then we saw this. Yeah. And so I kind of like there are other things I love about that movie a little bit more, but the cast I thought in this was amazing yeah. across the board. So, Colin, um, what yeah, about?
1: A very very much an emotional roller coaster. Yeah. Um, for, uh, throughout the whole thing, uh, I did have a moment where, when Sam Rockwell uh, threw the kid out the window and punched the girl, I almost like I was so into it that I almost was like "fuck you," but like I like, but I had to stop myself and realize I'm in public. I, I yeah, I shouldn't do that. There's all these people around me. But uh, I, I, I like seriously almost did. I, I got so angry, and he didn't like. I got to say that's a good thing for the director that and Sam Rockwell's acting that I got that emotional. He's pretty,
4: he's pretty great. I love him.
1: Yeah. I mean, he he has such a up and down with just like being funny and being like, he can do drama too. Like he's amazing. Mm -hmm.
3: He did. And and the sequence when he kind of like started changing when he's reading the letter from, uh, the, Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson's yeah, character died, was so yeah. good, you know. It was, it was actually beautiful on both sides. Woody Harrelson's delivery of the lines, and him thinking about it, like that was a really well done scene. And it was there was a lot of symbolism in that where he, you know, he he he, he burns, and out of the ashes, literally, he becomes a new person, like the phoenix. So no. that's that's a Powerful.
2: that's a little bit of a the controversy around this movie, which I didn't know about, was that people people are mad that because Sam Rockwell's character is like openly racist, openly terrible for much of the movie, they're mad that they perceive the movie as giving his character a redemption arc, specifically a redemption. Yeah, we're supposed that, to hate racists. But I would argue nobody in this movie ever like really achieves redemption. They're just kind of like getting back to zero. Like they realize no, like their fault. They're trying they're to re- Well, yeah. So like, I, I mean... There, to your point, there's a lot of ambiguity, but like just showing, they show the gray area, I guess, and show that there are other re- like Sam Rockwell's mom is like a t- even worse than yeah. he is, and you can oh. kind of see where yeah. it comes from. But then I don't think he ever like really becomes a good person. He just shows he makes efforts to get back on the right track, but
3: he acknowledges himself and, as being a bad person, right? And I think that's the first that's step half to the battle, right a good there. Person, yeah, acknowledging himself like
2: you know what. I'm not a good person. And it's not like they... He acknowledges commun- that he was ignorant. And even in the end of the movie, it's not like he's, oh, you're a saint now. Like, no. they're literally driving off in the end of the movie to go kill somebody. Yeah, they're for, deciding like, if a,
1: they're going to or not. Yeah. A
2: rapist that he, like, on a... Technically, on a hunch, decides as a rapist. And, like, then it's like, no, we probably shouldn't no. do that. You know? Like, and that ending is really great. I agree with mm-hmm. you. But, I don't know. I... I... I, I I feel like his care about that he had a right. Who are upset about it? I don't know. The internet's
4: mad about everything. Uh. Um, (laughs) There's no coming back from being a racist, guys.
3: (laughs) He voted for Trump.
2: I will say that the I think I feel like this was the funniest movie of all of them. I think so too. Like Peter Dinklage had some great, great moments. Yeah, I'm
3: gonna go. I'm gonna go little boys room. I I left.
2: (laughs) uh, Can we tilt the camera down, please? Mildred uh, having her Bob's Burgers bunny slippers conversation. Yeah, (laughs) where she's like, "We're gonna (laughs) like her little bunny slippers. We're gonna crucify those motherfuckers." (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that was hysterical.
3: That was yeah. Um,
2: (laughs) And then the pastor scene, which was all like, this is the whole movie that it's. Funny, but also really dark, and also like reflects their character. Where she basically accuses that pastor that he's guilty by association. Like that's, I mean, but it shows her. It shows the grayer and how
3: flawed she is. She's not a good person. Yeah, no, she's as bad as Sam Rockwell. Right. Yeah. Everybody's everybody's kind of terrible. Everybody's
2: prejudiced to begin with. You know, and that's what that's why Peter Dinklage is such a strong ad is that he kind of shows that she's not the hero yeah, of the story and, and, and,
3: like, good for him and like it was it was a uh, rooster um uh, line frankly my dear i don't give a damn anymore you know like fuck you and good for you yeah and, you know she's 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 you know you cover for her for all these different things and, I, and everybody's
1: like, coming at this with emotion too like all, all the characters are coming at no, it with yeah, emotion that's they're a not great, they're that's not thinking point. through mm-hmm. any of the except uh, woody harrelson uh, uh, in a lot of ways he he was yeah. the only one that was like okay this is what's happening, and then everybody yeah. else is coming to it with emotion. Even mm-hmm. if if you agree with them or not, it's it's emotional. It's that
3: entirely emotional. That right. was a rough scene too. Yeah. That scene. Yeah. You know, if you haven't His seen suicide, it, suicide. You know, yeah. 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 You ruin it for everybody. Uh, the whole podcast I know, I know. is spoilers.
2: <laughs> 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 no, I just a hard time. I think the weakest part was, and I told you this was the Australian wife, Woody Harrelson's wife. I didn't think I. I was taken out of the movie every time she came on screen. Yeah, Aussies, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, she's from New Zealand. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Kiwis, right? <laughs> yeah.
3: No, you're, you're right. No.
2: <laughs> and I also felt like the ex-husband role. I for, who's that? I forget the that. I accent. forget his name. He's in everything. He, I, I feel like he added stuff, but it wasn't as much as they thought. No. I, I don't know. Like, it, if they had removed him from the movie, I don't think it would. I thought have his detracted was anything. really good. She actually she really, funny. really she was well
3: like, I yeah. she, But I agree she with you, trip.
1: Matt. He could have just been a talking point in the movie. Yeah. I, I didn't really need to see him. Yeah. I knew he was a bad guy. <laughs> like
2: I think yeah. the strongest part from uh um McDo- uh Francis McDormand was the uh and she was good all the way through. I I thought she was amazing again. I thought the strongest line was the strongest scene was when they did the flashback to the last time she saw her daughter yeah. and it ends with, well, I hope you get raped on the way too. And then it cuts right back to her, like reflecting on those words and yeah. how that literally happened. It just, oh, that yeah. was such a gut punch. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Especially for the son and stuff like that. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Danny also. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, uh, The um, police element, too, was kind of interesting that they spent so much time showing uh, what's his name from... I think he was in Homeland, the other cop who was like, yeah, you shouldn't come in. You shouldn't come in with your badge today. Mm -hmm. Like, just drop it off on the off hours. I I love the little note he gives to her saying that I also... How he paid, he for, paid the for the billboard, th- yeah.
3: th- th- like just so get back with you from the grave or something. Yeah. Like that. It was I really, thought it'd be funny. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I yeah. thought it'd be funny. He's such a good actor, man. Mm-hmm. I love, I love Woody Harrelson. He's One gonna of my be in the hot tops. Solo. Do you, do you know he's he, he went to? He's gonna be the only reason to see it. He went to school at <laughs> yeah. Hanover, Indiana. I didn't know that he yeah. did. And in Cheers, his character was like it was. He's from Hanover. From, from Hanover. Hanover, really? <laughs> like, which is hilarious. And Steve they Harrelson. him. And that was his big break. That was his big break. What Cheers.
2: You know? It's awesome. Great show. Plug in Hanover. Remake Dragonheart. Remake, Remake Hanover. Hanover. <laughs> Remake <laughs> Hanover. All right. Last one. Last one. Last one. Last one. I think Dragonheart. Number nine. Oh. This is the wrong podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my favorite Batman. Uh, <laughs> all right. Last movie. The Post. Go. Um- where do you want to start with this one? I, I'll start. Uh, i have I'll start a feeling it's at a loss. Go lots of places.
1: <laughs> no.
3: And the only reason it was because it, it was really too accurate. You know, it was, it was such a like it was like it, it was the same feeling I had with Lincoln. It was journalistic about journalism. Well, it, it, it lacked but, that great element. It was the opposite of, of Churchill. It was like they didn't want to embellish. Like they made it corner and like. To me like it was like this is interesting, but it's like not. Not. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's too adult. From-
2: <laughs> well this was this is kind of the same thing as like uh, the story that they were telling is interesting but I'm more interested in that leaker guy who is the one who yeah. literally was in the battlefield yeah. in Vietnam and brought all the it things back. And it had, it yeah, was too broad. Like it, I was more interested in that guy's story than what I was watching. <laughs> yeah. but, and in uh, this case, me, there yeah, wasn't but, a movie by Christopher Nolan about it.
1: No. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> me and Ben, uh, like, you we went and saw Lincoln together. <laughs> and it, it has the same beats. At the beginning, there's a little bit of an action scene. Yeah. And then right. it's all talking throughout the movie. And then at the very end, we got to show that he got killed in a the theater. Like, it, nothing it, to that with... Lincoln. I wonder in what happens one, next. In, in, yeah. In this one, it's a little action with the Vietnam all talking. And then. Oh, guess what? Did you know Watergate happened around that time? <laughs> I was like, oh. It took me out. Like, the, like that, the, okay, I, Steven.
3: I, I, yeah, it was we bad. It. But it was bad. Like I was. That was bad direction. To be honest with you, yeah. because like it didn't we didn't need that? Because we like we know about Watergate. We know Nixon's a terrible. Person, we know all we
2: know all all the different. Are you things. sure? Are you sure we know? I think I Steven Spielberg crook. needed us to like be blatantly aware. That was of his Nixon. Mo- that was his mother uh, direction. <laughs> no, but like
3: th- that's why I appreciate Dunkirk. I actually appreciate uh, um, the other one. Um, that uh, piece Darkest of paper. Dar- Darkest hour is they didn't. They, like you, you, you wanted to show more Dunkirk Dunkirk and Darkest Hour, but they didn't. They just they kept it on that one thing, and Lincoln did that to the most part until the end. And this is the same thing. They almost like they, they went, they did They beat you with it. Yeah, show. it was like, let's just focus on this. So, and it took me out. Like, and it was like suspense music. Like, what if they're gonna make a sequel? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like. <laughs>
2: Watergate well, 2. This is kind of Ooh, in the Watergate. mold of like Argo, <laughs> which won best picture, which personally I think is stunning at that, that one. But uh, it's kind of telling the each beat of this story. Mm-hmm. And so maybe it's not necessarily suspenseful. They're trying to make it seem suspenseful in different well,
3: ways. Well, one complaint I had about this movie um, was, God, you know, a lot of people don't know how the Supreme. Court works, and they just kind of gloss over that at, at the end. I don't know how. So you wanted them to get even more no, minute detail. But, but, about... <laughs> no, but but but, but, but okay, how? Okay, in in a lot of court drama movies, you know, a few good men, to kill a mockingbird. Uh, a my, cousin kill, all the, all, my cousin Vinny. My cousin Vinny. Yeah, thanks, Aaron. I want to see that. I want to see the testimonies. I, I want to see, see the I want
2: to see more of that that feeling, of, or like the impassioned plea for absolutely. like why this is so important. Yeah. The journal, like show why us, these people Show us more and show us the interaction between judges and yeah. stuff. Give us a little bit of doubt. That's fair. You know, yeah, yeah. Like, show but, us the deliberation. But that was like
3: a montage at the end. Yeah, and it's like I think they spent they spent too much time on the wrong things. Okay. To, to, yeah. to, to, well, I, to um, me. Yeah. Go ahead, comment.
1: Uh, the, the only couple of points I would say, like some of the things that I really liked was. Um, was uh, was it Spotlight was the one about the yes. um, oh, yeah. church? Yeah. Uh, okay, it, it had a very similar where there was a lot of talking and stuff in that one. But that had a lot of still shots. The thing mm-hmm. I really loved about this movie is that Spielberg moved the camera a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. One of my favorite scenes in it, which is weird that it's my favorite, is that they're in a room. And some people are sitting down, some people are standing up, and the camera is moving constantly and doing all these takes. And some people sit down in the scene, some people stand up in the scene, and it makes it that much more dramatic. And that's what I loved about Spielberg is that – well, what I told myself right there was, wow, Spielberg – Puts a lot of really talented people around him, like to be able to achieve that. Like good camera well, guys, all that comes Yeah, of.
3: and it's very much a, it's very much a, a, or- a Orson Welles kind of thing. He does, he does like, an acting they call it blocking. You know, mm. blocking the um, the actors around, and like that's a lot of rehearsals, a lot of planning, and then, unlike a stage, you know, you have a camera moving around. Like that's a lot of planning. That's a lot of effort.
1: Mm-hmm. A
4: lot can go wrong. <laughs> and, Absolutely. Um, yeah, and yeah, one thing
1: ahead. that I thought was really funny is that uh I heard that um Steven Spielberg didn't know that Bob Odenkirk and David Cross worked together in the past. <laughs> and funny. the first time you see them, they're right next to each other. That's like amazing. they like it's part of one of their skits. You know, and mm-hmm. I, I was like, That's great. I love that. That's <laughs> okay. funny. So
2: a couple good thing uh thing I I feel like the thing that made the movie for me was Meryl Streep's character which I'm just I have just as much Meryl Streep fatigue I think as anybody but maybe not as much as anybody but I don't know
1: (laughs) you really brought the mood down I'm looking at everybody (laughs) I
2: yeah I get Ben looks like he's gonna attack me uh you're (laughs) streaked out I'm streaked out um you're in the street bend. Right. the She's uh, not my Sophie's choice anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I feel like her character actually made the movie for me. And I say that because this could have easily been she did good just it. a um uh a Steven Spielberg, just eighty-eight mile an hour fastball right down the middle, typical Steven Spielberg movie, and that's what all of our complaints have been about are the Steven Spielberg things. Um and it comes off and a lot of this is the story is ultimately relatively forgettable, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I felt like the thing that sticks with me is Streep's character and that she's this I feel like there are certain feminist elements that are tacked on but what I really liked about her character is really just two scenes is at the very start when she's in the boardroom with all the other men and she she's so like yeah. tense and nervous she and can't get a word in brother. and defers and doesn't make any decisions. And then at the very and it's a big prim and proper boardroom and Bradley Whitford is uh, talking her down. And then at the very end of the movie <laughs> And then Bradley Ripper's wife in comes her- <laughs> in and hypnotizes her <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> at the very end and of Joe the movie comes in Meryl Streep's house <laughs> with her inner pajamas, they all come to her because they're about to make this like change the world a revelation about the Vietnam War and she has to make the decision and make the call and she does so with like tenacity and fur- like and is very articulate about their uh the reasoning and stuff and like I don't know just those two scenes to bookend the movie I felt like were really strong and everything in between with her relationship with other like Tom Hanks and uh, the McNamara character, I felt like that was the difference that could have been otherwise a, a very bland, like, Yeah I don't know. Like, I couldn't decide if in the age of Trump, if this movie was hurt or helped by him. Ultimately, I feel like it was hurt that like, OK, come on. An, a movie about like why journalism is important well, yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know.
3: I, I'm with you. but To me, the more interesting storyline that they didn't they glazed over is the Times perspective of it. New York, New York times. times side of it, like it really feels like the Times are more important than the Post to me, you know, because they they they're the one
2: who who did it, but the Post decided to do it after the, the Times. Well, they were the ones that the the Post is the one that had the ability to publish and also had more, I, I think. See, this is how forgettable it's, the movie was. Yeah. It's so like granular. But you know about Watergate, uh, right? <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Watergate, uh, and I here's a Nixon the cutaway yeah. dun, 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 on the phone. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, sorry, go ahead, Colin.
1: No, no, no. I, I wanted Ben to talk about his favorite scene, which uh, you know, it was funny. you know what Wait. I'm talking about. Uh,
3: as soon as I got done the movie, I, I, I call him. My favorite scene. He goes, and Colin said the favorite scene. I called him about it was man that newspaper machine is so cool yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's some good shots with it when they're walking out yeah, Like true. that thing is so cool wow i like watching that that's amazing. Chocolate Factory <laughs> the printing press printing press is amazing like, I want a movie about the printing press it goes press. up like that and it was like, it was like yep I'm a man how it's made
2: <laughs> like, <laughs> really. yay machines
3: yeah <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> well done, Matt. <laughs> was my I was watching the clock the whole time. Like, <laughs> this is really cool. All right, guys. Um, let's. Do how you do you want to do this? Now? Do you want to give your rankings, or do you just want to pick a best picture? I have. I, I, I have pick. whole rankings. Down. Let's do rankings first, and then we'll, we'll
3: then we'll say who the okay. best picture is.
2: All right. Like who wants three? to go first?
3: Let's let let let's let um,
2: Colin go. Beauty. Go before um, anybody. Ooh. All right, so I'll go. No, sorry. <laughs> go ahead, <Colin>. <laughs> sorry.
1: <laughs> I'm last. No. Uh, uh, okay, so mine are a little bit um, probably different than what you guys picked. But my number one, because I kind of hope that the Academy picks art over some kind of biopic or some kind of uh, political move. I'm going with Shape of Water. That's my number that's, one. That's your number um, one. That's your personal favorite. That's my oh, no. That's that's who I think will win. Or, or I'm okay. sorry, is that not how we're doing this? We're doing personal favorites. Personal favorite. Yeah, yeah. Who? What, what is your personal favorite? Movie? Okay, it's okay. My personal favorite was Lady Bird. Lady Bird was. Lady uh, your favorite. I I that uh, that attachment and I love the beauty of the film and everything about it. So mm-hmm. Lady Bird is my personal favorite.
2: Okay, let's just do our ones first. Ben, right. what's your I'm number sorry. one? Yes. I'm sorry. You're fine. Your uh, favorite. You're, one. you're fired after this. Yeah. We'll yeah. never yeah. be back. I'm never work in this town again. Three Billboards my favorite. Jeez three
3: why uh because i was the most engaged with it i was i smiled the whole time it, it, it was just it was a complete movie it was funny it was good it was good drama it, it, i just really enjoyed it the most and i would like to watch it again okay
2: i would say uh by far this year my favorite was shape of water um but for all the uh fantasy and whimsy side ver- mixed in with like finding belonging and overcoming adversity. And then all those different dynamics I mentioned earlier and how it kind of ended on like a hopeful tone. And also that it's just like to Colin's point, the not just that it's, it has this artistic feel to it, but it's just like a movie I've never seen before. Um, and I would love, uh, for something that is so well made and so well acted and, uh, so detailed and so well thought out to be rewarded. Um, and I enjoyed it the most. I remember leaving feeling like, oh, I, there's very few things I disliked. So oh, th- that's my, my pick. My experience Shape of water. That
3: for that was, a, you know, um, you know, movie I ran about earlier. Anyways. um, <laughs> Yeah, Blade Runner.
4: Blade your Runner. favorite is Blade Runner.
2: Remake Blade Runner. Yeah. Um,
3: I don't have remake for that. Blade uh, Blade Runner, what was your favorite?
4: <laughs> uh, yeah, Blade Runner was one of my favorites of the year, too. But it Dunkirk- wasn't the top.
3: Dunkirk's your best one on the list. Because yes, because so it's the only scenes. one I've seen.
4: I'm going <laughs> to so, take a moment to, to go on a tiny rant. Go. None of these other movies got my interest at all. I'm not going to watch them just because someone else thinks I should. It's like, all of them seem so boring, and it seems like I was vindicated by half of your descriptions. You're vindicated, eh? Mm. Yes. I am the
2: vindicator. <laughs> You're real sticking, it, sticking it to us. You're the vindicator. I just,
4: come on, half of these In movies the are
2: so dull. All right, all right. Um so let's <laughs> quickly show if you had yeah, right. go 1 through 9 really quickly. Colin uh, start in terms of your favorite.
1: Uh what I think will win and then go on from there? No,
2: just go like in terms of best okay. in terms of the uh, uh, best the best pictures rank 1 through 9. Okay. Lady well, Bird, like, uh, sh- so Lady of, Bird is 1. Lady Bird, is
1: one. Shape of Water, uh 3 Billboards, um Phantom Thread, Get Out, Dunkirk. Darkest Hour, Call Me By Your Name, The Post.
3: Hmm, Interesting. All right. Three billboards, number one. Number two, Shape of Water. Number three, Dunkirk. Number four, Get Out. Number five, Phantom Thread. Number six, Lady Bird, even though I love that a lot. Number seven, Darkest Hour. Number eight, Call Me By Your Name, and The Post is last. Interesting.
2: All right. Uh, there's some similarities,
4: my but turn. a couple turn Dunkirk, outliers. number one. <laughs> Remake Dunkirk. <laughs> Actually, uh, uh, my number one was It. Like you guys were talking about the relatable stuff, that one was relatable it was to very. Me. That's
3: good. It's yeah. not relevant to this conversation. Right.
4: <laughs> I'm glad I'm on the show. Fr- All
2: right. Hooper Fr- drives a boat, chief. Mine are. <laughs> Can take this abuse much longer. Shape of Water, Dunkirk, three billboards, Call Me By Your Name for me at four, which mm-hmm. is very different from you guys, five Phantom Thread, six Get Out, seven Ladybird, eight The Post, nine Darkest Hour. So, a couple of major differences. Mm-hmm. Call me by your name, and I think Darkest Hour, we had wild differences mm-hmm. on. Absolutely. How else what do you think about you that? You guys are wrong. So yeah. It's all right. <laughs> it's, it's okay. So, um, all right. So, uh, our number ones Shape of Water, Three Billboards, and Ladybird are our, our top three, and then Dunkirk for Aaron. It's funny because,
3: um, like, yeah,
2: and Dunkirk was. Three for me. Those are our best ones. Uh, later in the week, uh, we're gonna post a video on I think Friday where we're gonna the four of us are gonna make our picks for every category. Oh, in man. this case, it won't necessarily be about what our favorite is. It'll be what who we think is gonna win each category. Our answers might be dr- drastically different. As part of the game, we're gonna have to come up with who's what the prize is for the winner is because on Sunday we're gonna watch the Oscars and see. Who, who got the most right? Absolutely. So that's the plan. So look out for Friday for all four of us, even Colin. We're going to have Colin come back yes. on because uh, even though he was wrong about everything, we're going to have him back. <laughs> but, it's, but, it's, but, it's but he's so is handsome. so beautiful. Yeah. We need to have a, a fourth. Army Hammer, between. watch out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: There's a new screwdriver. Keep name. There's a new all
4: socket right. wrench in the drawer. Yeah. yeah. All right. Thanks, everybody. New... Well, 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 get at it. Uh, what? So, uh, Wait,
3: we didn't do our prediction. that was our list right he said we're, we're gonna do gonna predictions, predictions for, for friday yeah. Oh, okay
2: so this, yeah all yeah. oh, right so tune in on tune in on friday look for that okay right. and so then we're not doing the prediction for best picture in this podcast thanks no. for having me guys yep all right see you, everybody way to be a listener